You have to get up and do your work. You have to get up and work your behind off. You just can't always look for the hookup, always look for the connect, always look for the come up on somebody else. Get your behind up between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. and work on your work. Don't worry about getting noticed. Don't worry about getting your follower count up. Don't worry about getting paid. Work on your work. If you want to be the next Anthony Piper, the next Kari Randolph, the next Kamikaze, whatever, work on your work. Williams and Brent Lyles of Archive Comics. How's it going? It's going. It's always going, my friend. <laughs> always going. We are doing a doubler today. Indeed, we are. Yeah, doubler. So, what that means to people who are just now tuning in for the first time, we are recording two back to back episodes, episodes 31 and 32. So, you'll hear 31, not this coming week. This coming week is a sabbatical week. Much needed. Yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> so when you actually hear this, you'll hear it. We'll be coming off of our sabbatical week uh, refresh, but this is already you know being recorded. Um, we tend to do this to create, give ourselves some margin, and to give ourselves some space. We do it. We do a lot. We do a lot of stuff, and it's just nice to be able to record a couple episodes and not have to worry about them for a while. So yeah, totally agree, my friend. Totally agree. Right, right. So let's just jump in. Let's do it. And do this. So this episode going to be a kind of one of those short and to the point things. But, you know, we don't need to spend an hour and a half <laughs> on this one like we do some of the other ones. Um, what I wanted to touch on is that no matter what you do, no matter what role you play in the production process of a comic book, you're a storyteller. You are a storyteller. Yes. So I need you to tell a story no matter what you're doing. And we're talking about a concept today. It's called early wake daily storytelling. And a lot of what we've been learning comes out of Sean West. And Sean West is a brand that's redefining the way people learn about business and entrepreneurship. Uh, you can go to SeanWest.com to check it out. So Sean West Sean West is ran by a guy named Sean McCabe, and Sean has a lot of different concepts that have really helped to reshape the way I approach not only business, but life itself. So what I try to do is make those applicable applicable to not only my life, but the industry we're working in, uh, and you as well, the listener, which is comic books. And the concept of early wake daily storytelling comes from Sean's early wake daily write concept. So everything starts with writing. That's what the concept is about. Literally like everything. Uh, these podcast episodes start with writing. Arclight TV. If you check us out on Instagram, Arclight Comics, those start with writing. Any of the e-guides, any of the business model changes we're making, it literally all starts with writing. But not 
everyone we speak to in this podcast is a comic writer. We have artists, we have color artists, letterers, people who work in 3D, etc. So I thought, how could I make this relevant to everyone within this comic book market? And it really just goes back to our belief that story is king and touches every single facet of comic making possible, no matter what you're doing. You know, in comics, everything starts with writing, but everything also starts with storytelling as well. Without a solid story, especially as an indie creator, you won't get much traction with what you're doing at all. People are looking for this. There's there's oversaturation of the market. So people are looking for good stories. And you have to take into account that no matter what your specialty or niche, niche, whatever, tomato, tomato, is in comics, um, you're a storyteller. You and your craft have a responsibility to the story at all times. We say this in our e-guide, create, validate, and build your fandom with many issues. A writer or a team of writers cultivates and brings us the story. They're responsible for the creation of that particular mini issue, the full issue or the graphic novel, whatever. An artist transitions the text to two-dimensionally animating it and essentially bringing the story to life through pencils. An ink artist gives the story visual weight and hierarchy and they accent and enhance certain things like the lighting and the mood and the feeling and the emotion um, and all that is controlled by positive and negative space. And the color artist then takes that story to another dimension and is really able to drive the story home using lighting to affect our mood, color psychology, to get us to feel different things and really orchestrate the narrative, the story through color, communicating the the power of emotion and feeling. And the letterer carries the narrative of the story and accents different moods and emotions and can change the text or the dramatization of a word, sentence, or phrase to visually enhance the narrative. So as you can see, in every step of this process, the story is being affected along the way. It just doesn't stop at the script and the writer. Every single step along the way determines if the story is going to get your reader to feel something. So where I'm getting at is, with early wake daily storytelling is that no matter what you do in this process, you need to be telling a story through your work. That is your responsibility. That's the biggest takeaway I want you to have from this episode. That is your newest objective and goal every single time you start doing something. Storytelling work is going to stand out over non-storytelling work every single time. Well said, Ed. Well said. Couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) You're on the roll, man. Keep going. All right. I'm going to keep going. (laughs) So let's talk about this early wake part. Okay. So once your feet hit the floor, you're a storyteller. So every single day you need to have your feet on the floor between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Any later than than 6, you haven't woken up early enough. You're late. The rest of us are already grinding and we're hustling. But once your feet hit the floor, You are a storyteller. Again, I don't care if you're an artist, a color artist, an ink artist, you're a storyteller. When you sit down to practice, 
to get your work done, to work on your commission, whatever the case is, I need you to think in the mind of a storyteller and ask yourself these types of questions. How does my work affect the story? How does my work enhance the story? If I don't approach this as a storyteller, what could I be potentially ruining for my client or practice piece? There is a story implanted in everything that you do, even in practice. Brent, when I used to do the concept art for the characters, I would always put myself in the mind of the story. Like I would put myself in the shoes of the character. And I would just ask myself, like, okay, well, why is the character standing like this? Why would they be wearing this? This color is too bright for their personality. It's throwing the character off. Like, I would ask those questions as I was developing. You just don't sit down and just start drawing something on the page. There is a story there that you have to work through and discover as you're working through. No matter, like I said, practice, commissions, real, you know, if it's a real comic book page, whatever the case is, you have to find the story in these things. And in every stroke of that pencil, the Wacom tablet, whatever, you need to be, again, considering the story. That's what's going to attract attention. Pinup art is cool. I love pinup art. But I really love pinup art that tells a story, that gives me something more than meets the eye. Um, let's, for example, you, you know the conversations Tim and I have when we're talking about pinup art mm-hmm. he's working on. Right. He did several thumbs for Tremor. And the first pinup art of Tremor Tim posted, I said, and I, I quote, you know, what's the story behind this post? I think it threw him off initially. You did. <laughs> um, but that's typically the first thing I asked. And he hadn't quite captured the story of the pose in that first one. He even said, um, and I quote him on this, I'm not really feeling this one. <laughs> he said, this will be another one for like schedule, but I don't feel that I got Chummer right here, just his power. So I'm going to start over. And that goes back to our e-guide with the power, communicating the power of emotion, that feeling. And that feeling comes from the story. So when he got down to the last set of the thumbs before choosing a final pose, um, he came up with four. Each of those had just like a small blurb attached to them on the story. And they were as follows. So number one, he had a pose and his description was uh, for Tremor. I may not be the man I believe to be but I will be the man they need me to be. Number two was, there's nothing to fear anymore. I got you. Number three was believe in hope. And number four was heavy heart, heavy burden. And as I read these, each of those poses communicated what that was. So there was some, uh, there was a foundation there. There was infrastructure in those pinup pieces. It wasn't a a 9,000 word story, right? It was less than 140 characters. And they were all really incredibly strong poses. But once he started going into the process with purpose and intent and within the mind of a storyteller, he was able to produce intentional and purposeful work. So it isn't just like, oh, I'm a storyteller now. No, there is some benefits to this. You get to approach things intentionally and purposefully. You know, as I'm hearing you speak about this, it goes about what we're talking about the soul aspect of the character and really understanding your character on a deeper level. 
and it was amazing. I was able to see and the conversation exchange between Ed and Tim with Tremor's pinup art and Slack. It amazed me how the first change from a simple picture of a superhero to an image of Tremor displaying a characteristic of his personality within his pose, his body language, facial expression. It's what we're talking about, expressing that emotion aspect, and it has to resonate from a visual standpoint. And all of those core components to Tremor's soul were unleashed within the picture. And now you can see it visually and get a feeling of who Tremor is just by mirror image. So when I hear you talk about this, I always have visual kind of like metaphors playing in my head. So when I think about this, I think about a painted uh, canvas within a museum. I'm a huge fan about going to museum. We have several of them down here in Florida, uh, Flagler Museum, the Norton Museum. And I, I think about when I look at it and the feeling I get when I look at the painting and I take a moment, kind of playing the mindfulness and being present in the moment and really engulfing myself into the emotions of how I feel towards this painting. And in, in that, I'm able to see the artist beautifully unleash the painting soul aspect. We get that emotional response. So me as a viewer, I could visually see it and I could feel it. And it's what you were saying, you know, it's resonating that emotions, having a story purpose behind it. And as we stated beforehand, it goes back to what the story behind the pose is. That, that plays key. Story is king with this. And it's the character soul being unleashed within an image, within a very visual aspect. And it goes back to what is the emotional response do you want the viewer to experience? You got to keep that in mind when you're drawing. It's having, as Ed was pointing out, having purpose. You're not just randomly drawing a picture. It's having a purpose in place. There's a story behind it. There's an emotion behind it. So it's all of those wrapped up that creates and resonates that uh, soul aspect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I, there's a lot of people who like to draw uh, their characters fighting and stuff. And I, I love those types of uh, pieces, seeing the characters use their powers and stuff like that. But answer the question, you know, what's the reason for this fight taking place? Where is the power coming from behind this punch? I bet you if you answer that, it's going to be a, a much more impactful, much more powerful render on your on your part. Whether you're a, 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 an artist, a color artist, ink or whatever, you'll be able to channel those feelings and emotions and put them through your tool and really drive home what that's all about. We'll be able to feel that punch or what's going on in the fight. Right. Hopefully so we're not. Hopefully we're not scaring you guys away in your. You feel like you're in like a art introduction class of history 101. <laughs> They're like, what? They're talking about emotions, purpose, and everything. But it goes back to it. You know, I took a, a basic art class I had to for um, my undergrad. And it was interesting, even though, you know, you learn those motion aspects, it's good to have those principles. And there's a reason why those are set in place. And once you start exploring that, you understand why an average person can draw a picture and then an artist can draw a painting and have it worth $10,000. There's a different purpose behind it. They're still, you know, they're putting their soul into it. They're putting almost their whole being into it. And that's what makes it right. worth, you know, money. Right, right, right. So that's where we're trying Even to get with. lettering. With. Right. With lettering, I've been, you know, I was lettering... Uh, it should be out by now. 
issue five. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an art form, right? And I and I and I I, I, I it's my responsibility to make sure the story is coming through each and every single word, and that's how I choose what gets accent and what's get emphasis and stuff like that. So you know, again, every single part of this process, you're telling a story. Mm-hmm. So you wake up between three a.m. six a.m. Now what? God bless you. I can you do know, it. You, you gotta. You gotta. <laughs> I'll be honest. I can't first, do that. God bless you. I can't do it. <laughs> so the first part is the early wake, right? Deadly storytelling. So you wake up early, then you have to tell the story. But you have to sit there. You actually have to do the work. You just don't get up and just don't do nothing and call it early wake, deadly storytelling. <laughs> don't just wake up. And say you're up and sit around trying to figure out what to do. Before tomorrow comes, you should already know what you're going to be doing. So plan it out ahead of time. If you're an artist and you have a commission, plan to do plan to do that commission in the morning. Or if you're a younger artist, sit down and do 10 to 20 life drawings in the morning. Uh, don't worry about drawing superheroes all the time. And, you know, uh, practice your anatomy. Get your anatomy. Don't worry about style so much. Anatomy, especially if you're if you're drawing, uh, you know, what to do actual panel work. So if you're a writer, give it a thousand words a day, but plan out what those thousand words are going to be. Are you going to write a script? Are you going to work on a character description? Edit something? Write something for someone else? Write a short story? Before. Or rather, once your feet hit the floor, you should already know what you're going to do, so you don't waste time. You do not want to waste time. So if you're an ink artist, a color artist, whatever the case is, you need to wake up, put your feet on the floor, have your work or assignment ready to go, and start telling that story through what you do. And watch just watch how much your work improves, I swear. Because it's Tim is doing it, Neff is doing it, and you can see how much they've improved over these last couple months by putting the story first and then using the story as like a catalyst to empower their decisions as they do the art thing. All right. And it goes back to the great points that you're saying. And how I translate this is I think it's all about challenging yourself. That's what I'm hearing. It, to be effective with your time, to unlock your creative energy, and to actually use it as an accomplishment. And what I mean by that is, you know, how do I get better? Right. And another question comes to my mind is, how do you advance your craft? And Ed was just talking about this. It's about taking the time and actually having a purpose with it. Study the anatomy. Don't always draw superheroes. Uh, explore. I remember, uh, what was it, in Slack, I gave, before Neff actually joined in, I gave him some challenges for my side project of drawing aliens and species. He's never done that before, but that challenges his anatomy. That kind of gets him outside of his comfort zone. So w- what I'm thinking is, Ed pointed this out. You need accountability for your time. You also need to be creative and then use that creativity so that way you can produce something by doing the actual work is what I'm hearing. So that way you can reach the amount of time and energy that's being effective. So you could be better than yourself and you can advance your craft. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about really 
I'll be honest. I, I wouldn't be able to do 3 a.m. to 6, 6 a.m. My brain, I would be completely fogged. Well, no, wake up. I'm, <laughs> wake up between somewhere somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6. You don't have to work from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., but wake up somewhere in there. You can wake up at 5. You can wake up at 6, whatever. You know, 3 a.m. I used to do 3 a.m. God 3 bless you. 3 a.m. to like maybe 8 o'clock p.m., right. you know. <laughs> I've done that. You know what? Thinking back about, I've actually done that before in undergrad when I was studying for. Mm-hmm. This it can even apply in daily life. You know, gain mm-hmm. almost waking up before your alarm clock and actually being more productive with it. Right. You know, setting aside right. maybe for a daily devotion or studying for a quiz, you get more amplified with your creativity. Mm-hmm. So this go. This can right. apply to more than just art or just writing. You know, that you can actually apply mm-hmm. this. What we're trying to say right. is just actually applying yourself and making sure that. Your time and energy is being productive and not wasted. Right, right. And this is for those who really, really want it. If you kind of want to somewhat kind of want it, this is not going to work for you. This is for the hustlers and the grinders. So it's like commit or don't commit. It's like black and white. Either or pick one. Right. Right. So I I just want to reemphasize this emphasis on storytelling. And... Here's why I'm so adamant about the whole everybody's a storyteller thing. There's a difference between drawing nice things and drawing things that tell a narrative. Like, have you ever seen a Pixar or Disney storyboard storyboard concept or sketch artist? I have, actually. Like, all of that, yeah. See, all of that communicates a story when you look at those sketches, and they're beautiful. <laughs> I would say beyond beautiful. I used to work in animation. That's what my, my major is in. And we'd have Beyond Beautiful. Yeah, I think so. Because there's a there's a, a purpose behind it. And is that as you were gonna, mm-hmm. you know, gonna say, you know, as uh, animator that you are animated. Goodness gracious, I'm getting tongue tied as well. <laughs> He's saying big bird, I'm saying animated. Good times, <laughs> keep going. Right. Um but I, I majored in animation, 3D animation, but we had to study traditional. And we'd have to draw these poses out called key poses, but they were also called storytelling poses. And their sole responsibility was communicating story to the viewer. The strength of the 5, 10, 15, or 30 second piece of animation really relied solely on those poses. You had to get those right. If they weren't strong, they left the viewer with questions like, okay, what's going on here? They weakened the animation. And for those who took the time to really work those storytelling poses out were the ones with solid animation always got ace. <laughs> so they didn't keep us guessing. They had the best animation in the class, always in the festivals and stuff. So bringing that back over to comics, especially to my artists, you have the power to bring things to life and communicate something beyond a nice picture. To my color artist, you really do wield the power of, of color psychology in your hand. Study these things. Understand how colors affect us and how lighting plays a huge part in how we're able to feel certain things in a scene. Even in real life, I have an LED strip, mm. a color strip that I have behind my desk, and I set it to blue. At first, it was the it was arc light orange yellow, and then I switched it over to red. The moment I switch it over to blue, it cooled the room down. Hmm. That's crazy. There's psychology here, right? So study these things, you know, 
get take advantage of, of the of the of the free material that's out there. Um, to my ink artists, your weights do matter. Your positive spaces matter. Your negative spaces matter. There's a story. I can't always yeah. sit. Always can't sit through black and white comics, <laughs> but some of the most well done ones have the strongest inks. Right. And those inks help tell the story. That takes a very, that's an art form within itself to be able to carry a story just through black and white, you know, to my writers. And this is evident to writers. Again, you're the catalyst of the story. Colors, art, inks, and lettering are only going to redeem a bad story so much. You know, think of like the really bad movies that have been coming out that are kind of full of effects and CGI. The effects and CGI really only do so much. You know, it's, it's nice to look at. Kind of like, you know, no matter how much icing you put on a bad cake, it's still going to taste bad. Mm. <laughs> you know? Ninja Turtles, Transformers. Oh, I'm sorry. Gosh. Ruining right. our 80s childhood. So, I know. So it might, like, it, it might look nice, but the underlying story is still a mess. Um and the movie only has so much redeeming quality. So, of course, you know, writers, this is really, really important to you. But every single facet of the comic-making production process is responsible for the story. And what you need to be doing is waking up early, working on your craft, and start producing storytelling work. That's what's going to set you apart. Trust me. Believe me. Um, And we say waking up early because there's... There are your people out there who, I mean, you, you, okay, put it like this. You're Anthony Pipers, right? I guarantee right. Anthony Piper has put in over 80, 80 hours a week as he's been developing right. his craft. Remind our listeners as well, too, because they're going to be like, Anthony Piper, Anthony Piper, please go look up True League. Go to TrueLeague.com or go on Facebook or Instagram. Just type in True League. Um, Anthony Piper is an artist. Phenomenal artist, great guy, uh, who has worked and worked and worked. Dude, brother has worked his behind off. Right. Made this sketch of this, like a black version of Robin from Batman, called him Trill Robin, then did like the Wonder Woman. But when he did Trill Robin, it like, it it exploded. It it went viral. Then he did like Wonder Woman. Then he did Aquaman. Then he did uh, everything. And things just kept right. catching on and on and on and on. Now that guy is working on, I think, two titles for Marvel. Two. But it starts with the work ethic. That's what people don't get. <laughs> it's not about a hookup. It's about the work True. ethic. I was turning into Chris Turner's uh, Periscope yesterday. He was talking about this, too. Great words, by the way. Got to have him on the podcast. It is about you have to get up and do your work. You have to get up and work your behind off. You just can't always look for the hookup, always look for the connect, always look for the come up off somebody else. Get your behind up between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. and work on your work. Don't worry about getting noticed. Don't worry about getting your follower count up. Don't worry about getting paid. Work on your work. If you want to be the next Anthony Piper, the next Kari Randolph, the next Kamikaze, whatever. Work on your work. Hustle. Grind. Stop trying to get in good with people and using them to come up. Because a lot lot of people really do need to work on their work. 
All right, you got to back it up. Right. So work on your work. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> so, well. I don't know where that came from because that wasn't in the script. But I felt the need to, to, to communicate that because that's also the part of early wake daily, daily storytelling. You know, you have to get in this mindset. Mm-hmm. It takes work. Don't think that, and we're not nobody special, but don't think that this is like an overnight thing. I have worked tirelessly for five years to get Arclight to this point, and we're just not getting started. I just said I used to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, work until about 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, get up and do it all over again for maybe a month or two straight, Hmm. time and time and time again, giving things up, sacrificing working on the work, even when I was the only one here. So this is what you got to do for those of you who want to make it, who want to freelance, who want to start their own thing, who want to work for Marvel and DC. You have to work on your work. You have to set yourself apart. This is how you're going to do it. Start now, especially you young cats out there. Start now. And that's all. I'm I'm dropping the mic for the second time. I'm done. I'm really am done. That's great. Well said, my friend. You know, as you were talking about this, I was thinking of how you could apply this also besides the the comic book genre. And what I was thinking of is, I want you to think of uh, a surgeon, for instance, okay? If, you, if you're going to go to the ER, let's say you got in a car accident, okay? Do you want that surgeon <laughs> to be at the top of his class, to be good at what he, good at what he does because, A, he applied the time and energy, right? He studied to the point where he had to make sacrifices, right? To the point so that way when your life is on the line, he knows how to make those critical decisions. He's educated. He's made the sacrifice. He's applied it. Same thing goes with what I'm doing right now in school. I'm in my master's with mental health counseling, okay? I can't get C's. I get C in a class. I get dropped. I have to take it over again. It's that high regard. And then when you get your doctorate, it's that next level. So I want you to think mm-hmm. about being a surgeon or being a therapist, per se. If you're going to pay for a service and someone's going to pay that for you, they need to make sure that their time and energy that they invest into with the commission or whatever they want a product with you needs to be worth your time and energy with it. You're giving your very best. And as Ed said, that's going to separate you from the has-beens to who are actually doing it. And that's why Ed's so passionate about this is because we see this a lot in Facebook. We see this a lot in Instagram. We see even actually in the main industry. Don't be lazy. Even when we see professional artists have become lazy. And guess what? We've had delayed books or we've had delayed scripts. If you want to be the best of the best, you got to hustle and grind. You're going to have to reinvent yourself and you're going to have to present something on a deeper level that no one's ever seen before. Right. And that's why I really think of what we're doing with Arclight and, you know, the culture aspect is we're having that high expectation that comes from Ed. Ed's a perfectionist when it comes to Arclight (laughs) and it's a, it's a good perfectionist. It really is. And that's why I think that everyone should really apply what Ed is really teaching. I want you guys to understand that we've reached a different turn from our last episode that you've heard with episode 30. Me and Ed are very taken on a very teacher approach. With this, So we're going to love you unconditionally. We're going to support you. We're going to motivate you, inspire. But at the same time, too, I'm going to call you out on your crap. It's just that's just how life is. 
Because everyone else is trying to hustle and grind. What are you going to do differently? And if you want your dream enough, you're going to have to work harder for it. No one, as Ed said, is going to hand it to you. It doesn't matter. All the connections in the world, it's not going to give you to where you're going to be if you don't have the skill sets behind it to prove yourself. And this goes into what I want you guys to know. Ed believes in you. I believe in you. And with your current and future friend, uh, friends or fans, I could say, believe in you. You got to think about that. If I'm paying you for a commission, you need to be amazing at it. I was able to see that with Erlen, even at Lighthouse Comics Studio. You know, even though I, I'm no longer with them, Erlen really upped his, his panel work. Miguel gets challenged constantly. Uh, Tim gets challenged. And that's what separates people differently. Because if you don't like the, to reach the uncomfortability up and get yourself out of the zone, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not going to improve yourself. And we'll go into a different episode like that before I go into preaching mode about, you know, taking criticism and stuff. So we'll wrap things up. I have an amazing quote for us this week. So I want you to kind of visualize this. Time equals life. Therefore, waste your time, you waste your life. Or you master your time and you master your life. Good stuff. So either time owns you or you own your own time. We're given 24 hours in a day. Use it effectively. And waking up early gives you permission to master your time in your life. Right. There we go. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Um, What else we're going to say as well? So with this episode as well, when you listen to it, I believe our... Sir, you, you Our guy? cell would have been gone. It would have yeah. been gone. Okay. Well, hopefully, yeah. you would have picked it up. If not, you still got a you know, chance to buy. It's big value. Um, you've been seeing us promote a little bit more. I approached that about episode 30. We're applying the stuff for you guys. This is amazing stuff. We're going to make it a lot easier for you guys to find. Apply it. If you want, if you want to be the best of the best, you're going to have to study harder. You're gonna have to work harder. So, and yourself. yes, indeed. Get the guide. Get the guide. guide. It's totally worth right. it. Right. <laughs> so, Ed, where can they reach us at, my friend? They can reach us at arcfightcomics.com. That's that. That's that. <laughs> also, if you want to reach me at, you can uh, friend request me through Facebook if you feel it. I'm more active on Instagram. So, uh, uh, my words are tied right now. Can't even think of my username. There we go. Uh, PhD in comics. So I've been posting a lot of stuff of ArcLight as well. Uh, check out our Instagram account too. Uh, Instagram as well and Snapchat. I heard Ed's been killing on uh, Snapchat. You're giving, them, you're giving them to me. Now. I know. I know. One thing. All right. Go thing. back to the website, everybody. <laughs> Say, I told you, man. He's a perfectionist. I got you, bro. <laughs> I'm showing everybody. I'm showing everybody. Right. <laughs> One call to action. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm like, there's a squirrel goes by. I'm like, oh, look, there's a squirrel. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Thank y'all so much for listening. Appreciate it. Again, we really do appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day and even more blessed week. We'll see y'all next Thursday. Wait, wait. I want to say something before we go. Happy birthday. Because when this release, it'll be past your birthday. Oh, yeah. So, happy yeah. belated birthday. 
I know Ed's like didn't want to. He's trying to avoid it, but he's trying thirty, right? <laughs> yeah, the 30. big three zero. So mm-hmm. big changes for him for the thirty. Um, right. Make sure that you give him uh, some love by checking out the website or through the Instagram right. by saying happy birthday. All right, so we're good. All righty, y'all. Have a good one. Have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye.